You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to the Techie Leadership Show. Today with me I have Tiffany Smiley. She is the president and co-founder of Hope Unseen LLC, which is a public speaking forum founded by her and her husband. In addition, Tiffany runs operations for TiffanySmiley.com, which involves conference planning, media distributions and publications. Tiffany uses her platform to empower women to overcome whatever circumstances they are facing and to uncover true joy and purpose in their lives. Through her website and conferences, she helps women share their journeys with confidence to impact and change their communities. Additionally, Tiffany works tirelessly in her community, in her state, and on a national level as a fierce advocate for veterans, caregivers, and their families. Hi, Tiffany, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I love talking about leadership and and stories because I believe it is our stories that change the world. So thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to have you. And do you want to add anything else about yourself? Um, I guess a fun a fun thing I could add is that a lot of people often don't know um, is I'm a farm girl and I grew up on a really really small farm okay. um, in rural Washington and Washington. Um, I, yeah Washington State. And, I didn't know you um, had farms I, there. I I had I I had the impression you have only politicians there. <laughs> There's another side of the state that there's there's uh, down home hardworking people, um, and that's where I grew up. And so I currently we have we have about ten pigs um, on our property now that I ha- have my boys raised because I see the value and the importance of them learning how to care for animals. So I'm a, a part time pig farmer. <laughs> ah, interesting! I love the tidbit. It's so cool. Yeah, and I hope the pigs are growing really fat and prospering they are, <laughs> <laughs> they are. Uh, pigs uh, I, I like pig fat so <laughs> bacon especially oh, so good yes the bacon is so good i'll have to ship some over to you <laughs> ah, it will be greatly appreciated greatly appreciated <laughs> well tiffany let's get to the stories because i'm really curious so do you want to start with the success story or with the leadership failure story? Which one would be your cup of tea? Um, I'll let you pick. I you like, like surprises. You like surprises. <laughs> so let's reverse them. Let's start with the leadership failure. So, and then we move yeah. on to the positive note. So what yeah. would be the biggest leadership failure you had the unfortunate experience of witnessing? I don't know that I have one big leadership failure that I witnessed. Um, I often feel, or I often believe, I think, you know, I I know (laughs) that we can learn the most from others' failures. Um, And so I don't always see it as a negative thing. Um, I see other, you know, people's leadership failures or shortcomings as an example for me of what not to do. And I've had multiple um, experiences in my life, um, especially through the journey my husband and I have been on. Um, And one I noticed uh, right away, a leadership failure um, that I took note of, and it's never left me. Um, It was... 
Um, I don't, many probably don't know, but my husband was blinded in Iraq by a suicide car bomb. Oh, and so when I, I had resigned from my nursing job and was at the hospital caring for him and a military officer came in and he was visibly distraught and really felt that this was a hopeless situation. He really didn't know how Scotty was going to go on or how we would live a, a fulfilled life. And, and he said, this is, this is such a tragedy. This is um, hopeless. And he said, Scotty was a good leader. And I well, said, I he still, exactly. I said, he still will be. So in that moment, I realized there's some leaders that don't have great vision or a situation is, is overwhelming for them and they need other people to help them see outside of that. Um, and so I've just always, I just, I've remembered that. And I always remind myself to never take the current situation that you're in as all is lost because it could often be the very moment that all is an opportunity or a, a space to move forward. So that's one uh, leadership failure that I noticed, you know, at a very young age. Um, but I think the greatest leadership failure is um, how we treat each other, like how we acknowledge, how we care for others. Um, and some of the best leaders do that very well. Yes. Um, and so people will always fail us. Leaders will always fail us. We will make leadership mistakes ourselves. I have. I've made mistakes growing my business. Um, I was just talking about some last night, and I look back and I kind of <laughs> laugh at some of the things I did. <laughs> but it's all about growing. It's, it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. Oh, yes. So you can learn from it and, and grow and go on. Um, it's a success. And so I, I truly believe that it is leadership failures, um, mistakes that, that are an opportunity and a choice for us to see them in a different light. And it can be the very thing that makes us better. Yeah. And that, that is so true. The only failure, the true failure that you can have is failing to learn from whatever life throws at you if it's good if it's bad doesn't matter it's it's all a lie it's a lesson in the yes. end yep absolutely and i i like your insight that you had during the story like if you're a leader you continue being a leader despite adversity and what happens and you it's not something that you can be taken away from you it's not a material thing and that's important right. to realize. Yes. And, you know, I've had a really unique um, experience in just watching how um, people are treated. Since my husband is blind, I've been in a situation where there were multiple leaders in a room. And um, this particular, we walked into the room and this particular okay. person knew my husband. And um, I knew that he saw us. So of course my husband can't see him, yeah. but I knew that he saw us and he never came over and said no. hello oh my God. to my husband. And I just took it as a mental note though. I took it as, um, that is a leadership failure. Like I, on, on that part, but I didn't judge him for it. I made a mental note for myself that how you treat people matters. When you're a leader, your character matters exactly. every minute. 
every every minute of the day, not just in certain situations, not just in certain settings, but it matters every day, every time, how you treat people. And, and to, uh, yeah, go ahead. And you need to treat people equally all the time. So it's not yes. uh, yep. having standards and everything. And no, there people interact with them the same they are yeah. going to love you more for it, especially if they're used to getting like preferential treatment or people, you have hard situations like you're, you're describing and people, yeah. you, they want to feel the same, they get the same level of treatment. At least if I was in a, in a situation like that, I know I would want to get the same level of treatment. Like I was normal. It's not something different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, it was a powerful message for me because I'm not perfect either. Perhaps I've made someone feel that way at some point too, but now I'm conscious of it because I know how it feels. Um, and so, you know, a failure can be turned around to, to bring so much good and improved leadership. That's true. And that's when your, I think like your leadership really shines because sometimes you don't know how to approach a situation, how to approach a person because realize something is different or yeah. it's, it's not only in, in this case, even like you, if you have like a woman in a, a woman manager and she has to have a tough conversation with a man or situation like this, you don't have to be, you treat them like you would treat everybody, make it equal yeah. and it works. Yeah. Then nobody's upset. But if you have like standards and they can see that you're pulling your punches or you're punching harder, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Tiffany, and I'm really curious now about the success story. Yes. Um, you know, I, I leadership success to me is just a it's exactly what we're talking about. A culmination of a bunch of failures um that you Good. learn and grow from. <laughs> and I would say um the greatest leadership lesson that I've witnessed um, is that our pain and our failure isn't for us. So I think sometimes selfishly we think um, it's about us and it's really not. Um, when you can take your pain, your hardship, your adversity, and know that it's really not about you and what you're feeling. It's about the a difference that you can make in someone else's life. That's leadership success to me. And, and yes, go ahead. Do you have a story related to this where that you've seen happen? Yes, yeah. I, um, so my husband was doing the Coeur d'Alene Ironman and um so iron man is swim bike run for hours and hours and hours <laughs> he had trained so this is an example of sort of our whole life wrapped up into one story awesome. here i'm all years <laughs> so scotty had trained for a whole year um you know i had helped him and daddy it was a whole team effort uh to train for this iron man and this Ironman happened on one of the hottest days in history in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And it was 105 uh, degrees. The, the ambient heat off of the pavement was 120. 
people were passing out. It was this oh. horrible, horrible day of, of heat. Yes. And my husband was with his partner because he's blind. So he had someone guiding him and they were doing great. They were surviving. They're getting through. Everything was on track. And there's very strict rules for Ironman. So if you don't make certain cutoffs and they pull you off the course, or, or if you go across the finish line just one minute behind, um, they say, you know, try next year. You know, you, you didn't become an Ironman. Try next year. Oh, okay. So as my husband has completed the swim and the bike, he's now on the run and it's a marathon and he's halfway through and I see him. Um, I see his face and I kind of yelled something at him and I saw that he wasn't reacting. He, at this point he was walking very slow. He wasn't even running. Um, and I knew their time that if he didn't pick up his pace, they would pull him off the course. And in my mind, I'm thinking we just spent a whole year <laughs> dedicated to this. And in an instant, it's going to be taken away from us. And I, I was thinking to myself, what will motivate him? What is it internally in us that will drive us to keep going despite the obstacles, right? Despite the pain, despite whatever's in front of us. Yes. And I could tell he was going down and he was crashing. And so I ran up next to him and I said, this is not about you. Oh. This is not about you. This is about everyone else that you are inspiring. This is about the people that called you when they saw the article in USA Today and said, you helped me get off the couch. You helped me, your story helped me live another day. I said, this is not about you. Figure it out, like go. And not that it was my words, but I think it's a, it's a leadership success in the sense that number one, we all need each other. Yes. That we're not meant to do it alone. And that our pain is really not for us to carry. Our pain is, is to make a difference in other people's lives. And so as Scotty pulled it together, he um, came through, so made it through the first half marathon. And the second leg of the marathon was an hour and a half faster than the first. And oh he came God. in and became Ironman, which is incredible. Amazing. Uh, but that's where, that's where I'm saying is, witnessing that you know that was that's almost our whole life wrapped up into this one moment right um but these these leadership successes are happening all the time in in all of our lives you know and it's it's a choice of how you react to it um so that that's one of my favorite stories and it is often our hardships and often our our failures or our struggles um that propel us to greatness yes. and you know, every day as leaders, we have a choice to make. And um, so leadership success to me is, is that choice that you make every day um, to make an impact in people's lives and really spending the time and reflecting on it. And I, there was a moment where um, in my life personally, as a leader, you know, you, you travel okay. and you speak and you do all these things all over and you don't, you don't often know the impact you're making. Um, but I have a drawer full of letters awesome. from people That's who write amazing. and say, um, you know, your words changed my life. Keep doing what you're doing. What you gave me was such a gift. 
um, you poured everything, you poured your heart and soul um, into sharing with us and I, I will be a better person. Those are successes to me. Yes. And it's humbling to know that, that your work, you know, your life's work um, can change people's lives. So I keep that drawer very, very close to me. And when I need to reflect and remind myself, um, you know, of why I do this work, um, or even in these challenging times, why I keep pressing on, I open that drawer and it's a reminder that um, success is, is making an impact in other people's lives. That is so true, Tiffany. And I must say to you that I'm glad I'm just releasing the audios because I'm getting teary-eyed here. <laughs> <A little. Aww. laughs> Your story really touched me. So it's, it's really great. And it's true. It's when it, everything is rosy and is great, it's easy to be a leader. But leaders, yes. you see if they're a leader or not when everything goes to hell. And yes. it's you have to fight for it. And then you have to realize you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your team and all the people that support you. And it's your job to make sure that they 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 succeed. Yes. So oh, I, I love the story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Yes, my uh, pleasure. And, and based on all your experiences and... Uh, everything you, you've gone through in your life, what is your leadership philosophy? I, and this was a journey for me to get to this philosophy. Um, there was a portion of my life um, where I was leading in a sense of, um, I, was, I was serving and going and building and creating and all these things in my life but I wasn't, I wasn't serving myself well. And so one of my personal greatest leadership lessons um, was when I hit a brick wall personally. I, you know, I'd come from a space where I'd helped my husband literally come back to life uh, after being injured in Iraq by a suicide car bomb. I'd resigned from my nursing job. I fought the government to keep him on active duty because I believed he should recover and have the opportunity yes, to serve if he still wanted to. And so I fought that battle. Um, my husband did become the first blind active duty officer to continue service to our country. Um, and then, so then we're in the military and we're moving every year. We're on the move. We had three beautiful, amazing boys. They're all born in different cities all over the country. My husband wrote nice. his book, Hope Unseen, and I started our speaking business. Um, and so from the outside, it looked, um, like we were very, we had put our life, we were flourishing. We had put our life back together. Everything was great. And then all of a sudden I looked in the mirror and it was, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I had become. I was so externally focused and going, 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 building businesses, creating, you know, taking care of my kids driving Scotty to where I was doing everything and I hit a brick wall and I literally crumbled. I remember just sitting in a rocking chair outside on the porch and looking out in the sky and wondering, am I ever going to be able to pull my life together? I can't even get out of this chair. And 
it was a journey from that point. So from that point, I began to do a lot of self-reflection. And I dug deep. I, I started to understand my resilient journey. I started to understand my unique um, gifts and talents, my unique superpower that I brought to the table every day. Which is? And I started, I started, I'll tell you in a minute. I started to, I started to rebuild myself, but it was my greatest, like, it, it became my philosophy. So this is years in, in building, but my philosophy became serve yourself well first, then go serve others. And uh, my superpower is I am a trailblazer. I go out and I just go for it. I, I embody the mission. Nothing stands in my way. I build teams um, to accomplish the goal. But in doing that, you have to serve yourself well first. And I cannot stress how valuable that was to me because I'm able to serve way beyond what I ever thought I would be able to do by yes. the simple fact of knowing that I had internal work to do first before I could go externally and serve. And, and that's a powerful realization. And many people, maybe because culture, our, our cultural backgrounds and everything always take care of others. But you have to realize if you're not taking care of yourself, how can you take care of others? If you're sick, if you don't have enough time, if you're stressed, how can you offer a helping hand to other people? It's impossible. Like, and I always go back to like, even in, in when I'm saying like, especially with family relationships is go first. You, once you, one, you're a role model for the rest of the family. And two, if you're healthy and you're fit and you're providing for the family, then you can be there. But if you're in, God forbid, you're in a hospital bed, there's no way to offer support for your family. And you become a burden, actually, if you don't take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. And Tiffany, uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was I wanted to ask you because you're working to empower women, and I wanted to see what would be your um, tips for women to to overcome some of the obstacles that are common in uh, in the office setting and to become better leaders themselves. Yes, I I love working with women. Um, it is my passion and my heart, and I built my more than me business after building hope unseen. And what I realized as I was, you know, I went from a nurse to an entrepreneur, <laughs> just a really big jump, but I've learned so much along the journey. But something I was missing as a woman is it, it was a very isolating place to be. I didn't have many mentors when I needed help with a certain service or, and I did not know who to reach out to. And so I created this platform called more than me for women where um, information is accessible, there's personal professional development, there's services available. Um, and I, I love providing that. Um, I love making it easier for other people. And so my top three tips I would say is, number one, know who you are. And I know that sounds like a simple question, but it's a really powerful question to spend a lot of time reflecting on 
like really, you know, when I looked in the mirror and said, who are you? I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even know what I had become yeah. through all of it. Um, and so it's, it's important to know who you truly are. And within that, you'll discover your superpower. So number one, you need to understand your unique gift and superpower that only you bring to the table because we all have it and we all have something and we all need each other. So that's number one. Um, number two is to reach out to not only help, but be helped. And I think that's a hard thing for women sometimes to ask for help, especially in leadership roles um, and executive business roles. We're always trying to prove <laughs> yeah. uh. that we're there, but something powerful happens when you're vulnerable and you realize that you not only help, but need to be helped. So I call it the help and be helped. Reach out for help and be helped um, because that will propel you so much faster um, and help you with growth and authenticity and connecting with your team and connecting with others. Um, and then number three, my favorite, is to advance fearlessly. So moving forward bravely for results. Um, I'm an action person. And so you can have those top two things, but if you never take action on them, nothing's going to yes. happen. You'll be in the same place five years from now or a year from now. Um, and so I always, I always take mental notes of where I'm at right now. And I say, okay, in one month, I want to be better in the in year. I want to be a totally different person, you know, better. Um, so those are my top three tips that I would share. Yeah, and I might say like reaching out and especially asking for help it's 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 something that most people struggle so much i struggled with it a lot in in my life so it's and all the tips they apply if you're a woman or a man they all they work the same and and i i feel like i i don't know something i still feel like a little men are a little less inclined to ask for help <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes um, for sure. I have some great, I have great men in my network too, that also pour into us women and, and share their expertise. But, um, I, we, you know, men do need to ask for help too. It's, and, and I've witnessed this in a really real way with my husband. So because he is blind, he asked, he has to ask for help, um, yes. more than anyone really. And, um, so it's been interesting because I always tell people he is a whole person. He is very sure of himself. He's very authentic. And one of those gifts I think is that he is not afraid to ask for help. It doesn't bother yes. him. It doesn't pain him. He knows if I'm going to move forward, if I'm going to accomplish anything, I have to ask for help. It's just a really real thing for him. <laughs> but yes. I think the more that, that more of us understand the value of it um, and, and the importance of it. Um, that we will be more willing to do that. Yeah, and I don't understand why, at least I have like this reaction, especially a time ago when I was going to ask for some help, it was like, I'm going to get killed if I ask for help. It's like yeah. something ingrained, but it doesn't make sense at, at all. And it's actually, it, it stops you from growing and developing. And when you ask for help, you actually treat people equally. Yeah. everybody you treat them equally so it's not you treating them everybody if they're really close to you or they have more distance like from but if you ask for help it it, it brings them closer instantaneously at least in yes. my experience 
Yes. And even in your teens, like, I think it's important as leaders um, to not be afraid to do that um, because really it's, it's everyone's ideas and um, creativity that can be, that can change the culture or change the future of your business. So reaching out and asking for help on something is, can be an incredible benefit. Um, yes. And it brings you down to a real level. And that's where people um, feel comfortable to share, right? That's where people, when, when they know they can help, it changes everything. Yes, exactly. They get more involved. They, they say yes. like, I matter. It's uh, my contribution yes. matters. Yes. And that's empowering. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. And Tiffany, I'm really curious. What is the book that had the most profound impact on you? I, I, I have to be honest. I have a ton of books that I read. I had the suspicion that you have. (laughs) So I don't have one particularly that, um, is my one and only. I do have one book that I have been reading since 2005 and it's, it's more of a devotional type book. Um, okay. It's called Stream, Streams in the Desert. And that is a book that I have, or it's a more of a daily uh, devotional, daily tips kind of format. But I have read that throughout my whole life. I read it all the time. Um, and then I would say most recently, the book that had the greatest impact on me um, was Go-Giver. Cool. I... Go-Giver, the author is Bob Berg, and I just, uh, I was speaking at an event um, about a year ago now, um, and an an executive from a bank was interviewing me, and we really connected. We had this great connection. She's this incredible woman, and a few weeks later, I was back home, and she sent me Go-Giver in the mail, and I just started reading it, and all of a sudden, I felt felt like my life's work made sense that that it was worth it that go givers like keep going <laughs> keep giving, it was, <laughs> keep giving yes. it was such an encouragement to me because you know it, it is hard the world is is hard you you get bogged down you you question yourself you wonder am I what am I you know is what I'm doing making a difference is anyone listening um but reading that book was just so um enlightening and and it brought me so much joy and i just i share it with everyone now so if um i i mail it out to people because i think we need that reminder that our our life's work our businesses um that it can be different it can look different we can serve um and be successful however you define success so I would say Go-Giver, but I also recently read um, Mad Genius by Randy and, Gage. Yeah. And um, what did you get from it? Oh, my goodness. I felt like he he was speaking my language. So I have, like, um, tags and marks all over, <laughs> all over this book. <laughs> it's like you're getting a quiz. You're going to get quizzed at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but I, what I loved about... Uh, mad genius was the creativity aspect of it um, and the power of creativity 
Um, and so I'll share this with you, this part of it. It says, creativity requires courage. Courage to explore ideas and instincts, no matter how quirky they may be. To create a connection to, between two seemingly different elements. Courage to put it out in the world. I don't know what else to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, what I took away from Mad Genius was that you already have it in you to go create, to build, um, and you have to have the courage to put it out there in the world. To do it, yeah. And this, for example, as a story from my life, <laughs> now, um, I always thought that I cannot draw. No talent at it, no skill. And during the, what I had was shot in, in house, during the coronavirus, I said, oh, yeah. I picked a, a book, uh, some, a course. I, I forget the name of the course. I'm not good with names, <laughs> but I'll, I'll think I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. And I actually learned to draw in three hours. And all my all the art I have, like oh, for the show and everything, I made it myself. And I, I am really surprised by my <laughs> capability to doodle. I love it. Yeah, so willing, it took willing to learn something new. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. It does, and then to share it. Exactly, I put it out in the world. I, and people like it. Yep, I'm really happy yeah. with it. But like I all artists, it. now now I'm an artist. Like all artists, I'm not satisfied with the quality of the work. <laughs> <laughs> it can always be improved. <laughs> what a great uh, skill. <laughs> and, and Tiffany, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Yes, you can go to morethanme.com and that you'll see my picture on there, uh, my bio about me. It talks about my membership community that I've built for women. My events are all on there. Um, I do events all the time, which I love. I love producing events and bringing interesting people together. Uh, to learn from, to grow from, Amazing. to connect with. So you can check me out there at morethanme.com. Also at tiffanysmiley.com um, is another place that you can connect with me. And of course, on social media, I run all of my social media. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. So if you send me a message, I will, I will write you back. I love hearing from people and connecting with people. So please, please do reach out. Yeah, and I'm going to put links in the show notes to all the websites and for LinkedIn and other social media <laughs> accounts that I find. And I, I highly encourage people to go and especially come to your events. Doesn't matter. I, do you accept men also? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We yeah. Sometimes Great. we do have men. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the events are all... Um, virtual, you know, currently I, but I created a, a online platform. Um, and so right now all the events are virtual. So we, you know, we just got our first international member, um, an awesome. amazing gal from England joined us. So we are super thrilled about that. Great. And I hope more international people are going to join the platform. So it brings more, new ideas from around the world because it always helps yes. in the community. Yes. 
Well, Agreed. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been a pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you. It, I loved, I love talking. I love these topics. So keep, keep speaking, keep sharing. Thank you for having me on. I will, I will. My pleasure. Bye-bye. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe, and share, please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.